Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC. JC, what's going on, man? What's up, bro? How come every time that you do this, you do the JC, you sound more and more like a cartoon character? I got to articulate it, switch it up for the listeners. Is that what it is? And yes. here I am, I'm trying to like keep the same exact cadence. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if I like that one. Okay. I mean, if you like it, fine. Yeah, so you know, it's, it's not about me. It's about the listeners, Dustin. Well, you know what? We'll let the, we'll let the listeners vote. <laughs> yeah. One day, you and Dennis will get this stupid website. It's not even stupid. It's a great website. Thank you. But yeah. It's a great Watch website. You'll finally, you'll finally get it launched. Yes. Which, hey, by the way, wink, wink, nod, nod. By the time you are listening to this, mm-hmm. com should mm-hmm. be launched. Like, full scale. Yeah, full scale. Launched. Yep. All of the videos, mm-hmm. all of the edits, mm-hmm. all of the links, mm-hmm. all of the bios, mm-hmm. everything. Bios was a heavy lift. Mapped out. Was that a heavy lift? A massive. Luckily, that's something that now it's about maintenance. Yeah, now it's like it, once you it have was, it built, yeah. Yeah, it was one large project. Yes, yeah. But yeah, so the website is TLOP Online. TLOP because our fans, if by the way, you're tuning in for the first time. Thank you. Our fans affectionately call us TLOP. TLOP stands for the Loan Officer Podcast. Yep. Or if you really just want to go old school, you can go ahead and type in www.theloanofficerpodcast.com. Yep, that one works too. Yep. So by the time you're listening to this, the website will be launched. Mm-hmm. And um, by the time we have a website launched, maybe people can vote. Mm-hmm. Do they like you with the cartoon voice? Okay. Or do they like you just being that baritone John Coleman. You know what? I think that's a great uh, idea and topic for the message board. Yes. For, you know, the online community to talk about. Yes. And TLOP Online is going to have an online what community you know? ca- capability. And it right. will have a message board. Great God. plug there, John See, Coleman. Because you, know, you know what today's episode is all about? What is it? Marketing. It is. It's about marketing for mortgage professionals. Right. And what we want to do is uh, shout out to Alexis. Okay. Shout out Alexis. Okay. Alexis hits, it up, hits us up on IG. Yep. Right. And by the way. Alexis is Brit-ish. Brit-ish? Yeah. I kind of like that in her profile. She she claims that she's Brit-ish. Like, I could kind of be like, I'm Welsh-ish. Right. Like, because Owen is the second most popular surname in Wales. I joke with people. There you go. The most famous Welshman is a guy by the name of Tom Jones. If you don't know who Tom Jones is, don't worry about it. Your grandmother does. Or maybe your mother does. Okay. Right? Because, like, he was, like, this, this crooner singer songwriter out of mm, wales okay. who had popular hits in the u.s okay then there's dustin owen oh there you go nice but i'm not welsh ish the way that i think that alexis right. is british i'm assuming she says she's british maybe one of her parents was from the right. island right or maybe she was born over there maybe who knows i don't i haven't had a chance to interact with her over the phone to like hear her dialect right to see if she speaks with a north american accent or a brit-ish accent right. well we have to thank alexis for this episode yeah so it says so she had hit us up and she's like hey can you kind of cover and i'm a butcher her exact words i could have wrote it down but you know, we have pride ourselves well, on not watch writing your anything mouth down on that planning yes. watch your mouth <laughs> we do pride yeah. ourselves on not writing writing anything down or really preparing no we do have a live student audience member oh, today word. yeah my yeah. niece sierra is here can you give us a clap yeah my niece is 25 and she and her friend are thinking about starting their own podcast. She's like, Hey, can I come by and watch you and JC do your thing? I'm like, of course. Yeah. What she doesn't know is I'm gonna try to convince her Uh-oh. to stay. Mm. And we're gonna do a second episode. Yes. We'll launch it a couple days after this one launches. Yep. And it's basically going to be like 25 minutes with a 25 year old. That sounds amazing. How cool would that be? Like if you're a entrepreneur, a business owner, a service provider, mm. she is on the back end of the millennial generation. Yep. 
I'm pretty sure she represents her people pretty well. Yeah. And by her people, I mean 25-year-olds. Correct. Um, I bet she can give us great insight and knowledge right. to their thought processes and their buying habits and their patterns and yep. how they like to be communicated to mm. so that we can start preparing yep. on how to serve our next greatest generation. There you go. But in the interim, mm -hmm. we're going to circle back to Alexis. Okay. And we're going to talk about her request of can you do, talk about marketing for an individual loan officer versus a marketing for a branch? Okay. My easy answer, John. Okay. Take a guess. What do you think? My my just quick one sentence answer. Focus on lead generation. That's a good guess. That's all. That's, all, yeah. that's a good guess. No, <laughs> to her specific question of I think she was angling. Do you market differently as a loan officer right. as you do a branch? It's like no. no it's the, same. the same thing you're doing for one, you can do for twenty one. And your thought process should be that. Mm -hmm. So what I'll do is I'll start with how do you market on behalf of a branch? And then how do you market on behalf of one? Oh, okay. And then we also have to discuss, well, what does marketing, that's a broad term. Like what does marketing mean? Are we talking about brand recognition? Mm. Or are we talking like some kind of a call to action? Mm. Because as a, by the way, former advertising major, there you go. who spent a couple years in the television advertising industry, there. I know a thing or two yeah. about branding versus call to action, mm -hmm. right? Because if I'm Honda, I may run an ad where it's all about pretty. Mm. It's all about being fancy or new mm -hmm. or, you know, it's the, the image of the car, that Honda Pilot mm. traversing through some really pretty mountainous, windy some road, road you with can the never sun find. setting. Yeah, it doesn't and, exist, yeah. And all that makes me do is feel warm and fuzzy mm -hmm. about what I'm seeing on TV. And I try to take that emotion, I tie it to the brand, the Honda brand, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so that's a brand it's a brand awareness. Play. It's a brand type. play. Yes, it's a brand play. There you go. Or I could be the local Coggin Honda dealer. Come in today. Come in today. 0% down, 0% APR for 36 months while supplies last. We'll buy your trade in off the cement bricks. It doesn't matter. And right now they will. Yeah. Right now, and they'll pay you top dollar for right. it because finding any type of vehicle, right. let alone, you know, one that actually works, mm -hmm. is very difficult to do. So, you know, you have to ask yourself well, if you're in the marketing department mm -hmm. or you're in the marketing game, well, what are you marketing for? Because mm -hmm. if you're just doing branding, then how do you factor in an ROI? It's very difficult in this industry based on my experiences of, of trying to determine an, an ROI. Or if you're doing direct response type, you know, buy now, call now, then that's a lot easier to tie to ROI, but that may impact your overall brand. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think many of us want to come across as a used car salesperson. Mm -mm. But back to Alexis's very first question, which is like, how do you do one and do the other? I think well, it was all one and the same. Mm -hmm. So the, here are things that I think mortgage professionals, whether you do it at the branch level or you do it at the loan officer level, we all should be doing. We have to be able to network within our communities. Mm -hmm. And I think our community starts with those who sell homes for a living. So we need to be able to network with realtors and builders. Well, that means we need to be going to the same places that those people go to. Mm -hmm. So if those people have a certain trade organization like the Orlando Real Estate Association, mm -hmm. then I need to be a member. And not just be a member because being a member and not showing up to their events is no, like no. you being a member to LA Fitness, but I never see you in the gym, John. Yep. It does not do you any good to have a membership to LA Fitness. Right. I'd be in the gym now. Do you? Oh, yeah, we just go at different times, different locations. You like the Oviedo location, man. Too many teeny boppers in there. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I'm thinking about switching over to Crunch Fitness, <laughs> honestly, once it gets open. But yeah. that's for a whole nother that conversation. Episode, yeah. Okay. Okay, so um, now I got off track. You got me talking. No, I was talking about you have to join the organization. Yeah, join but then you have to attend. You have to attend. Now, whether you're an individual loan officer or whether you are a branch, mm -hmm. those are things that are, are similar. Individual loan officers should be encouraged to go to those events. Women's Council of Realtors, right? Regional Builder Associations. Mm -hmm. I need to go and be a part of the organizations that the people that I want to interact with and do business with are also going to. Mm -hmm. I do that as an, as an individual LO and I also do it as a, as a branch. Now as a branch, my philosophy is I'm going to go in as a branch and do it as long as a group of my loan officers can benefit. Mm -hmm. That's a rule that my two partners, David, Mike and I have, have always implemented when it comes to, well, who pays for this? Mm -hmm. Well, it depends. If it's good for you, you pay for it, John, the loan officer. Right. But if it can be good for you and four or five of your colleagues, then no, we as the branch should should pay for it. But you have to understand that the branch is paying for it. And let's say it's an event that it only will accept four or five or two or three participants from mm -hmm. our branch. We're going to have to do some kind of a round robin merit based like selection of who gets to go to that event. Mm -hmm. In your market, you should check out if there is a Real Producers mm -hmm. in your market. Real Producers is a magazine that is put together to be distributed amongst the real estate communities. There's a guy in Orlando by the name of Aaron Luden who's a rock star within Real Producers. Aaron throws some of the best events for some of the top realtors in the entire market. Yeah. Like no one does a better event than Aaron. Mm -hmm. His magazine is Real Producers. So as a branch, I need to be involved in whatever Aaron's involved in because he's hanging out with the same people I want to hang out with. Mm -hmm. As a loan officer, if my branch isn't involved, then I need to find a way to get involved or better yet, get my branch involved. Mm -hmm. And then I need to attend the events because the events is when I'm going to be able to network the most. Yeah. So again, my first thing is get involved, both at the branch level as well as at the individual level. Mm -hmm. If you're signing your branch up, don't you sign your branch up and pay your fee. You now have to get your people there. Yeah. If, if you're signing up yourself to go there, go there. All the different golf tournaments, sponsor a hole, make your hole fun. Yeah. That's a really fun one. Yeah. We do, we do one. Um, and this was like, it's always fun to look back on anyone's like the early years. Cause the early years are always the fun years. Right. Now the early years aren't necessarily the years that you're making a ton of money yeah. and they're definitely not the stress-free years. And they're probably the years that you work the most. But looking back, the nostalgia about oh, the early years. So in the early years, Smalley and I used to um, sponsor any type of golf tournament that was going on within our industry. And we never wanted to golf. Like he and I are both hacks when, when it comes to getting out in the golf course. Trust me, I would love to be your fourth if you're putting together a golf scramble and I get to come for free, mm -hmm. show up, hang out with you, listen to music, you know, do some shots on hole three, mm -hmm. drink some beer on hole five. Sure. But if I'm going to be a paying person to go there, the highest and best use of my time isn't golfing. Mm. The highest and best use of my time is spending the 150 bucks to sponsor a hole and then manning that hole so that when people come by, all those golfers have to come by my hole. Mm -hmm. They want to come and introduce themselves to me. Right. right? I can do that as an individual LO mm -hmm. or I can do it as a branch. Right. right? They, they both go, but if I can get my branch to do it, then I can get my branch to pay for it. Yep. That means if my branch is paying for it, it's not going to just benefit me. It's going to benefit me and probably two or three other LOs within my, my branch. Mm -hmm. So when you do a whole sponsorship, make sure it's fun as shit, like super fun. Mm -hmm. So what we did is we called it the Waterstone Challenge. We always picked a par three. We would call the organizers, hey, can we have a par three? Sure, you can have a par three. We had come equipped with probably 200 bucks cash. 
usually it was like five twenties and one C note, right? Mm -hmm. One, one Franklin. And what we would do is we say, John, this is a par three, but I'm gonna give you an opportunity to win money. Okay. You're like, all right, well, tell me about it, right? Tell me. No, yeah. tell me. All right, well, if you will shotgun this beer and I give you five seconds to address your ball and then you put the ball in the green, you win 20 bucks. If you're not a drinker, John, I get that, right? We, mm -hmm. we, have, we have friends of ours that are teetotalers. We're cool with that. Yeah, maybe it's sober October, totally fine. But I want you to do 10 twirly birds mm. around yeah. your pitch and wedge mm. or whatever club that you're using. And then again, I'll give you five seconds to address the ball. If you put it on the green, you win 20 bucks. Nice. Hey, John, if you really want to go for the gusto, I have a way for you to win 100. Let's go. All right. I want you to shotgun a beer. Okay. I want you to do 10 twirly birds. And? Five seconds to address your ball. Put it on the green. You win $100. What? And they're like, yeah, how much is it to play? I go, it's free to play. What do you mean? It's free. Your, it, your entry fee is my enjoyment. Oh my. It's my entertainment. It's watching you do the 10 twirly my birds and shotgun the question, beer. question, did anyone, has anyone put it on the green and has anyone won the C note? Yes and yes. Word. Yeah. Uh, it, typically, you'll, you'll be at about 140 bucks. <laughs> typically. Oh, okay. it's, it's one C note. You always have that one drunk who is also a scratch golfer yeah. who's probably showed up in board shorts and flip-flops. And like, oh, yeah. Hey, Brian Nielsen, I'm talking about you. <laughs> and, and they will put the ball in the right. green after... Yeah, and they're probably already six drinks into the morning. Right, right, Three up. Bloody Marys, yeah, yeah, a vodka shot. Yeah, a JMO shot. They're good. Okay. Um. So, yeah, but it's fun. You become memorable. Right. So, like, that's something from a marketing standpoint that that I think is, like, people should yeah. be doing. Like, look, our job, and we talk about this all the time on this podcast, and you even mentioned it. You didn't go out there and generate leads. Mm -hmm. Like, and anytime someone's talking about marketing, my next question to them is, how is this going to generate leads? Because if you can't tell me how your marketing is going to generate leads, I don't want to hear about it. Mm. That's a, so my, that's a good dovetail of my next question. Um, what are some pitfalls, marketing pitfalls that you've seen over your career where it's like, do not invest time in doing this, i.e. mailers, or do not try to fall for this trap because you won't see the ROI with it? Flyers. Mm. Flyers. Flyers. Flyers do not bring you business. Now, you need to have flyers because you need to have a leave behind. You need to have something that's pretty, it's professional, and I can leave it behind. I'm not going to do business with you because I brought you flyers. It doesn't matter if the flyers 100% resonate the message I wanted to say, or if it nah, kind of hits it. I need the flyer as something that I can leave with you that has my brand and my contact info on it, and I didn't show up to our party empty-handed. Right. Right. So flyers would be my my first go-to. Mm -hmm. um, people getting real crazy and creative with their social media posts. Mm -hmm. Look, I understand that you have to have a social media presence. I understand when people cross-check me. By cross-check, it's like, hey, you referred to me by my ex-best friend's uncle, mm -hmm. and I don't really know you, but I went on IG or I went on Facebook and I found some information on you. Cool. Mm -hmm. When that happens, you need to be able to see me and see that I'm professional. But please know, no one's doing business with you because of your pretty IG post. Mm. Now, people will do business with you if you have 10,000 followers on Instagram or you have 5,000 friends on Facebook and every day you're acting yourself and you're not hiding from what you do for a living and, and what, what you can do to bring value to them. Mm -hmm. But even that, we've talked about this before, you follow the cadence of three to one. For every three personal posts, it's one business. And your business posts better not be you vomiting on me, right? It better not be you saying, 
my interest rates are this cheap or, or, mm -hmm. you know, this product is amazing. No, no, no. Like talk about the first time home buyer that you just helped close on their first house or talk about the person that uh, you just helped by lowering their overall bills by $2,000 a month because you did a debt consolidation loan. Talk about how you just earned rookie of the year, right? Remind mm -hmm. me what you do for a living, but do so in a non-used car salesperson way. Yeah. And please, if I log on to your IG or your Facebook and it's nothing but business. All day, no. No, it's like the only thing worse than that is is you posting incessantly about your political beliefs. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to do that, cool. Like it's for the most part a free country. You can do that. But I can also freely unfollow you. Right. I can freely quit seeing what you want to put up there. And if you want to do that, that's fantastic too. But just know that you're probably not going to be able to utilize your social media post uh, or your social media to elicit leads. Uh. Uh, to the to the extent that someone who stays more neutral could. Mm -hmm. um, so that would be like anyone getting into this industry, three things you're like, hey, we're, we're the big time wasters. We're, it's gonna be in flyers. It's gonna be in like, like agonizing over what the social media post mm -hmm. is, no. Um, and it's also then doing it wrong, mm -hmm. right? So like you need to have flyers, but it doesn't matter really which ones, just yeah. have some that represent you. Mm -hmm. And you probably only need five and most mortgage companies have like 500. Mm -hmm. So go on their library, find the five that you like the most and then have them ready to go at all times. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that would be that. Let's talk about other ways that people, I mean, you work with loan officers mm -hmm. on the day in, day out. How do you see loan officers um, marketing themselves what are some of the things that you're helping them do um well a lot this is well videos is really a, a big thing now so i'll help them create um different types of videos so what we call market updates that for example um when the fha loan limit went up did i say that right the fha, yes. the FHA loan limit went up um it was a big topic a big buzz around the industry so i got with various loan officers and we just made like a quick 35, uh, 45 second video talking about like, hey, this is what you can do with uh, the loan limits. This is happening. Um, this is what it means for you. Give me a call if you're interested in um, discussing any further. Um, and that we sent that out. I edited it. We sent it out to their database. We're great. Um, another example was uh, recently Aaron Duba. What we did with um, what did he do? Yeah, he did a whiteboard. He, he did a whiteboard. So it was just an idea. He was like, I want to convey how I was able to help a, a homeowner with um, a debt consolidation, but I don't really want the video to do uh, to be like super polished, super fancy. I really want it to be kind of nitty gritty because um, honestly, that's another thing. You, you want a good content mix. You don't want everything to come from your cell phone, but you also don't want everything to be look like it came from Steven Spielberg. You want to have a good mix so people can relate to it. So we just did a quick video. He wrote kind of um, the client's past bills um, and then what his monthly payment was. And then afterwards, what he cashed out and then basically what his new payment was, and it was like saved him $1,000 a month. So it's like life changing. Yeah, because this guy bought his house four years ago. He bought it for 250 grand. Today it's worth 375 grand. Yep. He had a bunch of credit card debt. He maybe had some student loans, maybe had a car payment. And he took out enough cash to pay all of that off. Mm -hmm. And uh, his mortgage payment went up 200 bucks a month, but he saved 2200 right. So his net savings was 2000 yeah. yeah, like that's that's something an individual loan officer can do. If you have an iPhone or you have a droid, yeah. you can create a video right. and you can blast it out. Doing something is always better than doing nothing. Right. And then who do you blast it out to? You blast it out to your past client database. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a past client database or a database altogether, you need to go back and watch <laughs> that episode from, that <laughs> yeah. we did last yeah. because we talked about the importance of having a database and then also a CRM to help you manage that database. Right. If you're a branch, you know what you can do? You can hire a John Coleman. Now, don't hire my John Coleman because, look, 
He is so invested in tloponline.com <laughs> and the Loan Officer Podcast yeah. that, quite honestly, Waterstone should be a little bit worried that they're going to lose John Coleman. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. But Waterstone is not going to ever be able to lose John Coleman until John Coleman finds and replaces himself. There because although it might not be John Coleman fulfilling that role in the future, mm -hmm. it very well needs to be somebody. Mm -hmm. right? If you have enough loan officers, you should have someone whose background is, is in content creation, who knows how to work a camera, who knows how to, how to work editing software. Mm -hmm. And although they might not know a whole lot about mortgages, I promise you they'll pick up a lot yeah. after two years. Yeah, after two years, absolutely. And then, you know, so that's a way, Alexis, that you as a branch or a branch manager, you could look at it. And if your branch isn't large enough, could your region afford that? Mm. Like, could your region afford, you know, depending on how many branches you have within a, let's just say a two hour drive, mm -hmm. right? Because especially if we're living in a non-COVID world, it'd be no big deal for you to hop in the car at 8 a.m., mm -hmm. get somewhere at, t at 10, stay there till three, oh, yeah. and then drive home. Yeah, well, I, I just worked with uh, Troy Holmes, who's uh, the returning loan officer that we had, and he's building a relationship with a, a realtor, and she wanted some new headshots. So, so I think yesterday, the other day, we went down to Lake Eola, uh, they did some group shots together, and while we were there, I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll grab some extra headshots for you." And that's just a value add that loan officers can give to you know their loan, you know their partners, their referral partners. As like, "Hey, don't worry about if you know if you want a headshot, you want a quick video. I have an in-house guy that'd be willing to do it for you, uh, free of charge." Yep. So there you go. There is a marketing idea that can be done on the individual, mm -hmm. right? An individual can go out and hire someone like like yourself and pay an exorbitant amount of money, but yeah. get some one-off piece work, mm -hmm. or the branch or the region could just bring someone in mm -hmm. uh, and hire them as an employee full-time mm -hmm. to support the loan officers, because we all know that we should be utilizing video messaging when we market to our database. Right. Okay, um, we speak about CRMs, right? So as a loan officer, I need to have a database, I need to have a CRM. As a branch, you need to make sure every single one of your loan officers has a database in a CRM. And I'm going to go one step further, spend the money on a database administrator because your loan officers mm. are not going to be consistently logging in and working their CRM the way that they need to be. The only way they would be if you work in an environment where you supply them the lead, at which point, because you control the lead, you have the power, you have the money, you can dictate how they do their job. And if they don't, they're out. Mm -hmm. But for loan officers who are more like the loan officer that I was or that I teach people to be, you're a solopreneur. So you're 100% commissioned sales. Your job is to go out and procure the lead yourself. I'm going to promise you, if you talk to the Dustin Owen 10, 15 years ago, that dude is still high energy. He still really loves personal finance and he knows mortgages. He is not logging into a CRM. Mm -hmm. He is not consistently maintaining his database so that he can market to it. Mm -hmm. Loan officers should be doing that. We coach them and teach them. But there's also a reason why the branches that I help manage, we actually have a person or persons on staff who do it on the loan officer's behalf. But understand that database and CRM, that is a huge marketing lift that just has to be done. It can't be half-assed and it can't be short-changed. Finally, I know we're getting long on time. Things like lunch and learns, things like happy mm -hmm. hours, things like a client appreciation events, Alexis, they go both ways. You as an individual loan officer should be doing some kind of a client appreciation event. If there's nothing but your clients being invited, you pay for it. Mm -hmm. You should be doing happy hours for some of your better referral sources. If it's something that you pay for, or there's something that only benefits you, you pay for it. Mm -hmm. You should be teaching lunch learns. And by the way, on the happy hours, 
you very well could be partnering with a title company or a homeowner's insurance company or a realtor in your local market, mm -hmm. and you all could be working together and sharing the cost of said happy hour. Yeah. Lunch and learns work the same exact way. Grab a title company, and you and the title company put on a lunch and learn. That way you can split the cost, and also you can share resources. The title company invites their preferred realtor partners. You invite yours. You bring value in terms of education. But if I'm running a branch, why can't I put on a mega one? And then I can go ahead and let all of my loan officers invite realtors or builders or referral sources, right? It can be done the same. All I'm doing is scaling it up. Mm -hmm. Whether I do it for one or I do it for, for 12, it's just an economies of scale thing, yeah. but I'll get more bang for my buck. And I promise you branch managers, there are definitely loan officers out there that they really should be doing happy hours and lunch and learns, but they don't. Maybe because they're scared. Maybe because they've never done one before. Mm -hmm. Like they haven't grasped the concept of doing something at 60% is better than doing nothing, nothing at 100%. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like they, you, you're going to suck at first. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Like go back and listen to our first 30 or 40 podcast episodes. They were pretty bad as compared to hopefully the last 30 or 40. Mm -hmm. That's just life. Yeah, but just that's a big thing. You got to start. We had to start somewhere. Yeah, you had to start somewhere. So this is, in a nutshell, this is marketing for mortgage professionals. The key with any marketing, this is how important it is. I'm going to talk about this yet again because I can't stress it enough. The key is it damn well better drive leads. Does this make my phone ring? Question mark, period, exclamation point. Like it needs to. If it's not making the phone ring, and then you have to look at what is ROI or what, how much juice are you getting out of that squeeze? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, if it's a massive lift, lift, in terms of a massive lift, like how many hours am I putting into this? How many hours am I asking my support staff to put into this? And then what's the, what's the outcome I'm trying to derive? Now, if the outcome is 100 leads and under those 100 leads will turn into 20 prequals pre and those 20 prequals will end up into four closings, I can now monetize. Well, four closings are worth $10,000 in commission mm -hmm. to me and four closings are worth um, $4,000 of profit to my, to my branch. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then are you, are you getting good ROI for your time and your resources? Or it may just be, Hey, look, I need to do this event because this event's going to introduce me to 100 realtors. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. But if all you do is go to the event and 100 realtors see your signage, mm -hmm. Or they hear you stand on stage and give your 90 second elevator pitch. Mm. Dude, you wasted a ton of time. You wasted a ton of money. You go to those events so that you have access to those 100 realtors. The real work happens after the event ends. You go back to the office. You spend the next two weeks picking up the damn phone to either text, if that's what you're into, or call those realtors to schedule one-on-ones to get belly to belly face to face. So you can start working on building a relationship. Yeah. I think that right there, that is where so many people in business fail when it comes to marketing, the marketing brings them the exposure. It brings them the access, but then they don't have any type of action plan mm -hmm. to make it worth their time. So it's one thing that I drove two hours to the event. I mm -hmm. spent all day there and I drove two hours home. I picked up seven business cards, but what I do with those seven business cards? Oh no, I thought they just by themselves turned into apps and prequels. I nope, thought, nope, but that's I, just the beginning. 
That's just the beginning. Yep, that would be like um, I don't know someone going going ahead and downloading Tinder on their phone, mm -hmm. and then waiting for the phone to ring. Yeah. It's like, well, I got the Tinder. Yeah, that doesn't work that way, mm -hmm. homie. You can swipe swipe right and swipe left like for hours, right. for hours. Like it takes a little bit of work, yeah. a little bit of effort, but if you keep at it, you'll get the results that you intended. Well said. Yeah, that's everything. So in Alexis, those events. An individual loan officer can do it or the entire branch can do it. Mm -hmm. Like it's everything I talked about, whether it's, you know, the, the golf events, whether it's the uh, industry functions, whether it's the happy hours, the lunch and learns, videographer, utilizing video, CRM, database. If it's good for one, it's good for all. I think the big thing to understand is if it's good for one, one should pay. If it's good for all, the branch should pay. I'm sure this particular episode is going to open up a positive Pandora's box. This mm -hmm. is a Pandora's box we want opened. Hopefully, it's going to elicit a lot of thoughts, maybe some comments, some some responses. We'd love to hear from you. YouTube is probably the best way. If you go to the Loan Officer Podcast channel on YouTube, you can subscribe if you haven't done so already, but we can also comment mm -hmm. on various um, episodes. Mm -hmm. We love your comments. We do our best to respond. Sometimes JC beats me to the punch and responds a little bit too early. If, if I find that and I have more to add, I slide in behind mm -hmm. him. Sometimes JC looks at one of the comments and says, hey, Dio, can you go ahead and give me the answer so I can respond? No. Most times he responds. I'm like, yeah, I loved your response. Great job. <laughs> but we do respond. I think that's what's important. Now, if you're listening on Spotify, on Apple, on Google Play, or anywhere that you find podcasts, the best way to probably reach out to us is me individually on LinkedIn. Just go ahead. If we're not connected already, which, look, I have like 12,000, almost 13,000 oh, connections. Swaggy. There's a good chance we are connected. But if we aren't connected yet, go ahead and send me a connection. I will accept it. And then uh, we can respond there. And I would love your questions and your commentary one-on-one. -on -one. Word. But please be sure that you're continuous to like us, share us, give us five-star reviews, give us thumbs up. We love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. And literally check out tloponline.com or theloanofficerpodcast.com. Let us know what you think. That too is going to be interactive. It's an ever-growing beast of a website. Mm -hmm. This is phase one. Mm -hmm. By the time we get to 2024, we'll probably be in phase 13. Yeah. But he's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen, and that is all the time we have for you today, but we will catch you in the next episode. Peace.